He looked up. Show some damn fucking respect, man. Johnny smiled. His eyes were wild and dark. It was he who stole Talbot's phone at the Fete the week before. Later, Johnny got a ticking off from the superintendent. Nothing big, but Johnny had had a lot of pressure recently. Too many complaints. All them not, Johnny said. Two of the men held Talbot back by his arms, across the broadside of the police vehicle. The headlights sprayed light across the hillside bamboos. But up. Another punch. Johnny had some boxing experience. He took off his uniform shirt, and his muscles glowed in the heat. He flexed and shadow-danced a little. He laughed as the other men held Talbot down. Talbot said nothing. His eyes were open wide. Johnny and his friend Marco, a policeman on another force, took turns with Talbot. Bam! But up! Each punch brought Talbot's eyes out of his head. Blood sprayed out. Sweat flew from his chest. Bum! Buff! Talbot took the punches, but he cried like a little boy. Each one made him jump off the ground and made him weak. So weak they had to hold him upright. Then Talbot went limp. They straightened him up and pinned him across the door of the car. He was crying crying for them to stop. And then Johnny got really mean. He set in. His eyes gleamed like he was enjoying himself, and he lashed out like a kung-fu expert, executing all manner of kicks. He round-kicked at Talbot with his big police boots, and he swung around, kicking him again and again in his stomach, in his mouth. Crunch. A sound like something had split in Talbot's chest. Crack. Bones were breaking. Talbot groaned. Blood trickled from his mouth. Then they both started kicking him. Flying kicks and blows, karate chops. Talbot couldn't stand up. His face was mashed up, his chest bleeding. He was black and blue and sweating. The man poured with sweat and blood. They continued punching and kicking him. When they stopped, because they had tired themselves out, they drank rum from a bottle of Vat 19. Johnny and Marco were sweating too from all their kicks. They spat out some rum on the ground. You go dead, one said, looking at Talbot. Naman, Johnny replied. He hadn't finished yet. Again Johnny went at poor damn Talbot, this time with his fists, and he worked him over, smack, crunch, a rain of blows on Talbot's face. Blood spurted out, blood on Johnny's hands that he wiped on his uniform trousers. Johnny smashed up the man's nose so it folded across his face. Talbot was unconscious. Enough, one of the policemen told Johnny. But Johnny hit him again. Then Johnny and Marco took turns. They hit Talbot one and two and three, while Talbot's head bounced back and forth. When they stopped... Johnny went up close to Talbot. His face was all swollen and his eyes were sealed shut. Johnny whispered to Talbot, close into his ear. He told Talbot he deserved the beating. He said, You, but I were wrong with the country. It's your fault you get licks. We're watching you. The licks, this a warning, yes? And if you ever complain again about anything to do with the police force... We go come back. They let him go. Talbot sank to the ground.
They left him like that. It was dark. No one else was around. They thought no one saw what happened. Trinidad, 2006 Chapter 1 The Blimp Every afternoon around four, the iguana fell out of the coconut tree. But up! While sunbathing, it had fallen asleep, relaxing its grip, dropping from a considerable height. It always landed like a cat, on all fours ready to fight. The dogs always went berserk, gnashing and chasing after the creature as it fled, scuttling across the grass, a streak of lime green disappearing off into the undergrowth. It never remembers the day before, Sabine remarked. Never remembers its dreams either, I suppose.